the Bible says the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God. I want to tag this text and talk about wisdom from the sage. Wisdom from the sage. Wisdom from from the sage. Um, all of my preaching life, 27 years of preaching, um, God has blessed me with sages, mentors, pastors who help to lead, guide, and pour into me, um, who allowed me to sit at their feet. Um, from my home pastor, Joseph W. Franklin, to Shelton Charles Dixon, to Dr. Lee Edward Fields, to uh, Pastor Dennis Carl Jones, Dr. F.D. Sampson, my pastor and shepherd, Dr. Joe Samuel Ratliff, Dr. Ralph Douglas West, Dr. Freddie James Clark, Dr. Marvin Ellis Wiley. Um, these are sages in my life who have uh, poured into me, led me, um, given me wisdom, advice, um, put me in my place. Um, as a younger preacher, um, said to me things I did not want to hear, but I needed to hear. But they've also encouraged me um, and prayed for me and helped to guide me. And uh, for that, I am eternally grateful. I am a firm believer that you need people in your life who are of God. Um, to lead you and to and to pour into you. Um, wisdom is found among men, not not advice so much, but wisdom. It is found among among men, and I've I've been blessed of the Lord um, to have it in my life. In our text tonight, Joshua is receiving wisdom, advice. Um, from the sage, the sage of sages, um, Moses. Joshua is about to lead Israel into the promised land. The time of Moses uh, has come to an end. He's old now. He's about to go up into the mountains, never to return or to be seen again. But before that happens, he gives Joshua some wisdom. Um, and again, you need people in your life um, to pour into you. And there are times wisdom has nothing to do with age. It has everything to do with a direct connection from God to that particular person. Because I mean this with all due respect. There are some old fools in the world. 
age has nothing to do with who God chooses to use and to pour into you uh, during uh, particular seasons in your life. But in this particular case, um, Moses is old now and, and he, he gives Joshua some advice that he's going to need uh, to cross over and to lead people that can be a tad bit, that could be a tad bit difficult and disobedient at times. And so in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse number eight, the sage gives the young preacher, the new pastor, the new leader, um, some advice, he does. He says to him, the Lord himself goes before you. The first thing we see with those few words is revelation. Um, Moses reveals to Joshua that you're going to have some difficult days. There'll be some things that won't always work out the way you think they should work out, but no one thing. The Lord um, goes before you. Now, Moses in this instance is speaking from experience because as he led Israel from Egypt, to the Red Sea, God, who occupied the cloud and the pillar of fire, went before the people of Israel. And I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Maybe you are on a journey and you need to be assured that the journey you are on God is going before you. Because when God goes before you, he has a way of mapping things out in your favor that you need to be in place before you arrive. Um, ask, 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 um, ask Elijah. Um, when he left the brook, God told him, listen, I, I want you to go where you need to go, but no one thing, I, I've gone before you and I've prepared the heart of a widow woman to receive you and to provide for you. I don't know who you are and what you are endeavoring in your life right now, but one thing I do know, whatever you are doing, you need God to go before you. And here is where we get in trouble. We get in trouble when we try to go before God. We make bad decisions, emotional decisions, hasty decisions, wrong decisions concerning a multiplicity of things in our lives when we go before God. As a matter of fact, let's be honest. We make a mess of things. We, we, we make a mockery of things 
when we become impatient because guess what? Timing is everything with God. And so Moses reveals to Joshua, listen, you have, you have been the number two man and sitting in, in the second chair is vastly different from sitting in the first chair. Uh, I tell I tell all preachers this, who are associates and 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 who may succeed their pastor or may be called to their home church while serving uh, alongside their pastor. This is this is the first thing I tell them: the people, some of the people who loved you as associate or assistant or executive, won't love you as senior pastor. Because as, as assistant, as associate, as executive pastor, you made no decisions that affected their, their, their title, their, their job, their pay. Uh, so they like you because now all you do is preach. They love you because you, you make no decisions concerning them. They, they, they brag on you. They dote on you because guess what? You're in the second chair. But when you move to that, that first chair, now you make choices and decisions about them, their, their, their ministry, their position, their title, and they have a way of changing on you at times. And so Moses had to assure Joshua that, yes, you have been with me. You prayed with me. You've encouraged me. You, you have been there. But guess what? I'm leaving now. And... There were times, Joshua, you, you had me to, to talk to, to get advice from, but I'm leaving now. But no one thing, I may be leaving, but rest assured you aren't by yourself because the God of heaven, the God of, 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 of Yahweh, Elohim, that God is going before us. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. He, he is going before us. I don't, I don't know who you are in, the, in, in, in essence of your journey. But I would, I would suggest this. That before you do anything in your life, you need to understand. You need to seek God's guidance and allow God to go before you. Because what you don't want to do is get to the right place at the wrong time. That was pretty good. Uh, what, what you don't want to do is, is go before God and God says, listen, no, no, no. I don't want you here. I want you there. Anybody out there, and let's be honest, anybody, and I'll, I'll put myself on front street, anybody out there besides me ever went before God, didn't wait on God because you were impatient. You wanted to do what, when, and how, and where, and you went before God. And and when you got there, you 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 had you had much regret. But the joy of it is, is when God goes before you, God prepares the way for you. God prepares hearts and minds to receive you. God touches hearts, and God arranges relationships, and God arranges favor on your behalf when you get there at the right time, when he goes before you. And so God, through Moses, gives him revelation. He says that the Lord, 
himself. Watch this. That's the reassurance, the Lord himself. You, you don't have to worry about angels or clouds or a fire. The Lord himself, in whatever form, he goes before you. And, and, and he says, watch this, and will be with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the promise. And will be with you. What what a what a promise. Because guess what? There are times in life, there are times in ministry, there, there are times in your uh relationships, there are times in uh your finances, your health, uh just life in general that you really feel um you're by yourself. As a matter of fact, uh, my first sermon some 27 years ago was uh, entitled Lonely But Not Alone. Uh, when when Jesus says, listen, I'm, I'm going away, but, but I, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Uh, I, I'm going to send you a comforter that, that, that's going to, 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 to comfort you, uh, to teach you, to lead you, to guide you, to encourage you. Uh, to correct you. Um, and there are times we feel as if we are alone. Listen, child of God, if God is your father, if Christ is your savior, and if the Holy Ghost is your comforter, cover, and teacher, you are not alone. You may be lonely, but guess what? You are not by yourself. As a matter of fact, the hymn says, and he walks with me talk Reverend Jordan and he talks with me and he tells me that I am his own and the joy we share as we tarry there none other has ever known why because I might be lonely maybe you don't see him but guess what he is always with me I don't know who I'm talking to right now maybe you feel as if you are on an island all by yourself you don't have anybody to talk to or to lean on or to hug you or whatever you think you need no one thing you might be lonely but if you have a God on your side, Christ as your savior, and the Ru'ah, the spiral one, the Holy Ghost, the paraclete living inside of you, ma'am, sir, you are not alone. He says the Lord himself goes before you, watch this, and he will be with you. That, that's who you need. That, that's who you need. You, you, you need God, Emmanuel. That, that's, 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 that, that's that God with us, Emmanuel. You need the God um, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that when life gets hot and the fire is turned up seven times hotter, you need the God who don't mind getting in the fire with you. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you need the God that when you go to spy out the promised land and when you see giants in the land, you understand, guess what? God is with me. You, you, you need the God that when you have enemies coming at you from north, south, east, and west, you need the God. Yeah. Of Joshua, Yahshua. You, you, need, you, need, you need Joshua's God. Yahshua in Hebrew. You, you need Yahshua's God, the God of Moses and the God of Yahshua. You need that God to be with you. 
who who out there can testify and put in that in those comments on YouTube and Facebook, he is with me. I, I know he has kept his promise on the mountain. He is with me in the valley. He is with me when I'm up. He is with me when I am forsaken by friends and family. God is with me in the cemetery, in the funeral home. He is with me while I am tending to my sick loved ones. He is with me unemployed. He is with me as I am aging and my steps are getting shorter. The God of Yahshua, the God of Joshua is with me. Can you take about five seconds and shout, he is with me? me. Yeah. God, God is with me. You need, you, you need to, you need to let that thing sink in that God is with you. You, you, you need to let that thing sink in. God is with you. Guess what? I, I was telling a friend of mine today that, that, that who, who, we, no matter how many friends we have, every human being in your life has the proclivity to change on you, forsake you, leave you, get mad with you, blast you, and end the relationship. But there is one, yeah, a lover whose name is Jesus. He is with me. And I don't know who you are tonight. What 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 rivers you are trying to cross? But I I hear the song saying, "Have you any rivers that seem uncrossable? Have you any mountains that you cannot tunnel through?" He says, "God specializes in things that seem impossible, and He will do what no other power can do." He says, "He is with me." Tonight, in the morning, go to that job, face your boss, face your, your co-workers, uh, knowing he is with me. Tomorrow, go, go see your doctor, knowing he is with me. Tomorrow, this month, this week, go to court, knowing he is with me. In spite of the rumors and the haters and, and the jealous, insecure people in your life, rest us for the night that, guess what, sleep good tonight, that, that they may say what they say, do what they do, hurt you, verbally accost you, mentally abuse you to the best that they can to try to tear down your self-worth, your self-esteem. But guess what? What they say don't define you because God is with you. Yeah, my soul and God happy now because you have somebody who is with you. And he gave the promise through the sage Moses and he will be with you. Why? Because every day won't be sunshine, joy and pain, sunshine and rain. But no matter how the weather is, he is still with you. Talk back to me if you can. Am I doing all right? God is with you. That, that's, that's the promise. But guess what? He moves from revelation to promise. And now, guess what? He gives us a description. Are you ready for this? He 
will never leave you nor forsake you. I, I'll, I'll give you about 30 seconds to go ahead and, you know, get it out. Because I know, I know you done tore up your couch and I know you just done knocked over the, the, uh, the TV stand. I, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. He will never leave. I, go back to what I just said. It, people in your life, I don't care how much you give of yourself. I don't care that they can be your blood because sometimes your blood uh, relatives are your worst. Uh, yeah, well, you understand. But he says that he will never leave you. Nor will he forsake you. Because guess what? Sometimes people can be with you and forsake you. People don't have to leave you to forsake you. One more time for the folk in the back. He won't leave you, nor will he forsake you. Because guess what? You can be in a relationship and still, and they still forsake you. You, you. you can have the same last name, the same bloodline, and they still can forsake you. Just because they are in the same house, in the same family, in the same bed, don't mean just they won't forsake you. People, yeah, people, people are people. But he says, he's not going to leave me. But while he is with me, watch this, watch this. He is going to be attentive to me. He, he, he's going to attend to my needs. He, he, he's going to serve me in the area of providing for me and taking care of me and protecting me. Moses describes what God is going to do for Joshua and his people. He will never leave you. How many people have lied to you and told you, call me if you need me? How many people have told you, I got your back, I love you, we solid as a rock? And guess what? In the words of my folks from back in Alexandria, you can't find them. You, you, you look and you can't, you can't find them. But you will never have to worry about that with Yahweh. Remember, you're going to have a child, and I want you to name him and call him Emmanuel. The God who is with us. I, I want I want you I want you to know that he is with us. And that is very important in a society where people have no loyalty. That people vacillate back and forth. One week, we down. Next week, you acting funny. One month, you here. Next month, I can't find you. This week, we texting. Next week, you don't respond to me. People vacillate. People leave. People walk out. And unfortunately, you have to understand that, that you aren't a bad person 
You didn't do anything wrong. That is just the nature of humanity. And sometimes it is God who allows them or permits them to walk out of your life because perhaps you have too much faith and trust in them and you are depending upon them and not God. But he won't, he, he, God, God, God won't leave you. He, he won't leave you. Nor will he forsake you. Um, I, I, I like to put it like this. God, God always pays his child support. God, <laughs> God will never be taken to court for back child support payments. Um, God, 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 God provides for his creation and, and, and he won't, he won't forsake, he won't forsake, um, you when life gets rough. Um, over 1 million Israelites that left Egypt and God protected them. And he tells Joshua, I believe he tells Joshua that because he understood what it meant to lead people and to have a heart for people. Anybody out there always giving of yourself? You're the one always checking, always doing, always going the extra mile, always sacrificing yourself and your feelings to make sure other people are good. And it is so sad to say that, that, that the very people that you tend to the most and love the most and give yourselves, give, give of yourself to the most are the ones who literally forsake you. Uh, when their mom died, you were right there bringing um, uh, chicken and check soda water, <laughs> pound cake from Kroger. That when when their funds were low, you were right there giving gas money, helping with the light bill. When they had to go to work, you were right there taking babysitting their kids for them, or whatever the case of the scenario may be. You were right there listening to them when they were, you know, trying to talk about their relationships, their marriages, or their children, or their issues at work. You were that listening ear when you had issues of your own, and guess what? They didn't ask you one time when your time came. It's unfortunate that sometimes people forsake us. But you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't need to whine about that. And I don't mean to be disrespectful when I say whine. Um, or, 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 and I know it hurts, but I want you to realize that you're in good company. And, and I don't mean that whining in, in, a, in a disrespectful type tone. Uh, I want you to realize that you're in good company because guess what? That happened to Jesus on the cross. Out of all of the people that Jesus fed on the cross, None of them showed up. 
on the cross when he was dying between two thieves? Where was Jairus and his daughter? On the cross when he was dying between two thieves, where was where 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 was where was Lazarus? Where, where was the widow at Nain and her son? Where, where, where were the multitudes of people that he fed with fish and loaves? Where, where was the where was the where was Peter's mother-in-law? Where, where were those lepers that he made whole? Where where was Bartimaeus? Where was the woman with the issue of blood? Where were they? So before you pine away as if you're the only person who has been forsaken, Jesus says, no, you, you, you've been there, done that. And I did more for them than you've done for the folk in your life. And if they left me and forsook me, guess what? You ain't special. They'll forsake you too. But he gives us hope and assurance. And as a matter of fact, Peter was so bold to say, these may forsake you, but not me. And at the cross, it was only John, his mother Mary, and a reformed prostitute named Mary Magdalene. So, so again tonight, if you feel as if you have been forsaken, it's a hurtful thing, been there, not trying to lecture you, but I am saying you can't stay there in that abyss of self-pity and self-doubt. You have to get up and be who God called you to be knowing that God is with you. I give you this last one and I bid you good evening. He says, watch this. He moves from revelation to promise, to description. But then lastly in this verse, he says there must be participation. He says, now here is, here, here is, here is, he says, now God's going to do his part. But now you have to participate in this yourself. He says, now here is what you cannot do. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Yeah, that, 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 that's your homework. He says, you have to participate in what God is going to do for you. King James, I think, says, you know, fear not. And, and and I said I said uh, I said this Monday that fear changes how you operate. Fear snatches your faith. Fear uh, um, uh, fear will will occupy your mind. Fear keeps you up at night. Fear fear keeps you from going back to school. Fear keeps you locked in a room of self doubt. Self-doubt, but guess what? Also God doubt. That don't, 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 don't be scared. And he says, you, you, you can't, you can't be discouraged. 
because that's what fear does. Fear is an is, is a tool of the devil to discourage you, to make you feel as if in the moments of loneliness and in the valleys of life, fear will make you think that God has forgotten about you. Um, go, go back to, the, to, to Mark's gospel, one of my favorite narratives. In that storm on the sea, the disciples are scared because Jesus is asleep on a fishnet in the back of the boat. All hell is broke loose on the water. And the disciples shake him and wake him up and say, Master, don't you care that we are about to perish? Fear had crept in. You know why? You know how we can deduce that fear, fear crept in? Because they did not take heed to the word that Jesus spoke before they set sail. And that word was, uh, let us cross over to the other side. That, that, that was an assured promise. And my favorite line from my commentary on that is this, as I've always said before to you who've heard this before, Jesus never promised smooth sailing, only a safe landing. If, if you think life and ministry will, will be smooth, you, you, you ain't ready for this. If, if you think because you're sweet and cute and fuzzy and you expect everybody to love you and brag on you and dote on you and support you and when, when they throw rocks, you lose it, you ain't ready for this. And fear will creep in and fear will snatch the assurance that God has given to you. If he promised you, you're going to make it, you're going to make it. If he promised you that you're going to cross over, you going, or you are going to cross over. But guess what? They, they allowed fear. Fear woke Jesus up. They, they woke him up out of fear. You, 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 you just going to sleep? While this going on, we, we, we are in an F5 tornado, cold air off the mountains, warm air off the sea, hooked up. We are in a full-blown storm, and you sleep, and we're only out here because we took your word. We're, we're out here, and I, and, and I get it, I get it. You know, folk always say, the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Yes, it is, but guess what, honey, 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 boo-boo, there will be some turbulence, there will be some storms, there, there will be some tears, there will be some heartache in the will of God. But no one thing, if God gave you a promise, you have to participate and you cannot have fear because fear will cancel the promises of God on your life. And he says, don't be discouraged. Because some of you right now, you are talking yourself out of what God has for you. This ain't the devil, this is you. Because you don't like what you see. You don't like how you feel. Where is God? 
where 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 is God? I think I think if 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 I can quote this right, I think it was the late Dr. J. S. Jackson uh, of Chicago. That, uh, uh, one morning I I, I heard this uh, through someone else that this woman uh, went to his office early one Sunday morning, uh, knowing that he would arrive shortly, and uh, she she was mad with God because. Her boy died, I think, in the Vietnam War. And she had one question uh, of Dr. J.H. Jackson. Where was God when my boy died? And it was, and Dr. Jackson said, in the same place he was when his boy died. Fear will make you lose focus. God is God. God is present but you can't lose focus. You have to participate and fear will take you out. And some of you don't need other people to discourage you because you discourage yourself. Come on, you, you don't never feel good. You, you ain't never got no money. You don't like nobody. Your, your head always hurting, your back always hurting. I, I mean, and, and that might be true, but some of you are just, you just, you are just, you, you just complain for a living. You, 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 you talk yourself out of it. You, you don't, even, you don't even need the devil to talk to you. You talk your, you discourage yourself. Pining away on the couch, in the bed. I don't know how I'm going to make it. Example, you say a prayer and you, in that prayer, in the name of Jesus, and then get right up and, and, and whine and complain. And Lord, Lord, I need you in Jesus' name. Get up off your knees, open your eyes. Lord, I don't know how I'm gonna make it. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. You you just been bothering Jesus 20 minutes, and you get up discouraged. And I get it, we all have moments like that, but Scripture shows us from that gentleman in, in, in the New Testament, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Which means you have to fight to keep your mind. You have to fight to stay focused. You have to fight and pray and to keep fear from, watch this, discouraging you and putting you in a position where you miss the blessings of God. Don't be afraid. because he's with you. Don't be afraid because he goes before you. Don't be afraid because he will never leave you, nor will he forsake you. 